Yo, 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 you already know what time it is. Welcome back to another episode of Thinker vs. Speaker, a weekly podcast where I, Marissa the Thinker, sit down with another guest and we talk about life, uh, how we got here, what we doing, what we up to, the journey, and everything like that. We talk about any and everything and we just explore different thoughts and, you know, have those real conversations. If you into that, make sure that you like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, ring that re- notification bell button. And, you know, just stick around. But on that note, I'm not going to waste too much time. We're going to hop straight into it. I have another special guest in the building today. We have Olivia, who is a middle school art teacher and also an artist herself. I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Marissa. So glad to be here and speaking with you today. And I really appreciate you for this opportunity. Oh, it's no problem. It's no problem whatsoever. I'm actually excited. It's been a uh, it's been a while since I've gotten to talk to you. So I'm excited to hear about the stuff that you've been <laughs> up to. <laughs> yeah, you used to be my old Navy manager, and now I'm getting interviewed for art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, okay. And like honestly, I I saw you on Instagram and I just like have been like seeing your art and it's just it blows me away. It reminds me of kind of a uh you know like when you learn about uh art during Black History Month. That's the only way I really know how to put it, but like when you're in school and you're learning about art and like, you know, like those artists, it gives me that um, kind of like classic um, Black Renaissance type art style. And oh I really gosh. like it. I really do enjoy Appreciate it. That. <laughs> oh, it's no problem. It's no problem at all. Um, do you want to... Um, How's how how did you uh kind of come up on your art style actually? Like was um, that a problem? Mm-hmm. I would say with my art style just what I enjoy seeing. So lights of bright colors, um black people of course, and then um I also believe in color therapy. Mm. And there's actually a study going on right now saying that the world is going to a grayscale. And that we need more people who enjoy color and more mm. maximalists. Um, say I'm taking part in that um, by using as much color as I can. Okay. Uh, do you mind explaining color theory a little bit? I haven't. I haven't actually heard of that before. So color theory is basically um, using to change your emotions. So with the world going grayscale, it's like more depressing, uh, a lot more driven by technology, um, Mm. just a lot drier versus when you think about the world in the 70s, all the colors and what was being pushed, you know, black is beautiful and just a more positive outlook with those bright colors achieved. So that's what I try to use. Hmm. So it's kind of almost like colors in a sense represent a state of mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or like um, they can also just change your mood in general. Yeah. Um, so if you're having a rough day, maybe sit in a field of grass, green grass, and it'll give you those endorphins that you've been looking for. 
Huh. I've never actually thought about that. I've never actually thought about that. But in, in my own way, I kind of see how it does take effect in your life. Like even um, mm-hmm. in my own personal experience, like now that I've because I had to go through a whole like healing journey and everything like that. And I can see I like see you, I see you. I appreciate that. Like, I used to wear, like, a lot of, like, black and white, like, you know what I'm saying? White shirts all the time, like, Mm -hmm. black colors, dark colors, blues, and stuff like that. And it's just, like, as I started getting happier, I started playing with colors and stuff like that. Yeah, and even before that, um, when I moved to to Texas, it's sunnier here um, than St. Louis. So, like, the, the everything seems a lot brighter. And it just makes mm-hmm. you feel better. So I can see that. Yeah, totally. And just like the sun, what color is the sun? That bright yellow and orange. Yeah. It's not gray. It's not black. Uh, so I kind of just try to do my part subliminally. Uh, just spreading joy in the way the color. That's amazing. That's awesome. It's very subliminal, but it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that there was uh so much psychology in art uh like just silent subliminal um psychology in yeah. art. That's amazing. That's amazing. So uh do you wanna get into your background a little bit? Um and how you kind of got into where you are now? Yeah, so um I guess I'll rewind back to 2015. Um I did the A pro A plus program. Um, and I had to fight to do it with my art teacher. Um, usually with the A-plus program, a core teacher like math, science, um, just helping shadow them, helping them win their classroom. But I actually mm-hmm. worked to do it in the art classroom. And that's when I knew I wanted to teach art. Um, I also wasn't that big of a painter back then. I like to say I really began painting like 2019, 2020s, like, when I really started put it in the work mm-hmm. to create a lot more artwork. Um, so yeah, now I'm painting projects, studio. Um, oh, that's working. awesome. Yeah, um, actually, I, um, so I got two more classes until I graduate. I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, I've just been working to get my art production up, get a portfolio going, and make a name that's awesome that's awesome so when did the painting start to pick up for you um i would say 2018 is when i like actually started going into the world like trusting myself with my work so like back back when i was in college you know things could be a little bit tight so it would be some i didn't have to work um, the front desk job I had at the dorm, and I would uh-huh. just literally go outside to the square, my art pieces, and I would just make money. It was a lot of money, but I trusted myself to feed and be Ooh. my own little entrepreneur. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I would literally just lug out all my art, take it to the town square, and talk to people, talk to kids. Um, share my free artwork, uh, whether and then coming to now, um, 
oh, actually, in 2018, also, I got to St. Louis and I started doing like mural projects. So, um, if you're ever down on Delmar again, um, the Blue Lounge and it has my mural in it. Really? Um, yeah. A lot of times I'm scrolling on Facebook, I see a lot of club pictures in front of it. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna have to check still, that out. Yeah. Next yeah, time I go still home. standing yeah. strong. Seeing, you know, St. Louis, you know, St. Louis attitudes. If they don't like you, you know, they will throw you out. They so will. Since, <laughs> Is you know still standing strong 2018. I'm like, okay, this city kind of kind of likes me, they kind of mess with me, okay. And then networking from there, um, again, still putting myself out there, which is again kind of scary for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm an only child, I don't socialize that much, but (laughs) I I knew I had to jump out there with this work, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Rewind a few years later. I'm a published artist. I'm teaching other small artists. Um, life. <laughs> okay, okay. I kind of want to double back to something that you said because it's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast is uh, trusting yourself, uh, especially like with your art, with your creations. And mm-hmm. um, what's that? Uh, could you kind of explain what that process is like to somebody who is also like has an idea, but like is unsure, just kind of like explain what that feeling is like jumping out there, like knowing that you want to, but just kind of like overcoming that, that fear to really just do it and be like, you know, I actually got this. Yeah. I would just say like, instead of sitting on my word, I kind of told myself like, no one else is going to get this out, but you. Like, if you don't think it's worth being shown, you don't work to get it out in the world, then how are you ever going to be recognized? How are you ever going to be paid for what you're working so hard on? So it's kind of like, all right, now you've been doing all this work in the studio. What's the next step now? Um, Yeah. So, like, just bringing it out to the team and getting the love from um, the community is also what has been pushing me just that love and um networking also you cannot network <laughs> from your studio you have to get out and talk to other people who are um growing and have other connections you can meet whether it's a conversation even if you don't sell anything you still took a step towards getting your work out um so back from those simple moments of just bringing my art outside to the square I got to speak to different shop owners Owners are like hey we'd actually like to sell your work from the shop so instead of having to myself now I've networked with different people who can help me make a passive income Mm, mm so it's more so like trusting myself is like believing in my future self yeah yeah I can see what you mean by that I can definitely see what you uh uh-huh go ahead oh I was gonna say (laughs) okay no I didn't want to cut you off I definitely didn't want to cut you off and do you say like that builds confidence because I'm actually going through a similar phase like even with this like just 
you know, networking and putting it out there. And I'm finding that it it is helping with my confidence and like really what I'm producing. Do you think that helps? Definitely. Like just to say like, hey, I've been recognized seeing your resume grow, it's like, okay, like that imposter syndrome definitely withers away. Yeah. <laughs> and just like you just get more comfortable just talking about your craft in general and also like just self hey I am a successful artist I am getting better at this year by year last year I wasn't able to do this last year I wasn't moving like this and now I'm confident here I am and if I keep taking these steps who knows where I'll be you know five ten years from now yeah absolutely and like overcoming imposter syndrome like it it it's a, it can be a little bit of a it can be a little bit of a hurdle and a challenge mm-hmm. um because it's common to kind of have that feeling of like do I am I is this really what I'm supposed to be doing like little old me little old mm-hmm. me and, and this big old dream like how you know <laughs> it's just like I don't I don't think I can do this but in reality like you probably can um callings are in our hearts for a reason like it's no reason yeah it's no reason why you want to like it's just like oh I feel like I should be doing this it's because you should but you have to believe that you know you can and that you're good enough and it takes those little experiences of putting yourself out there and allowing yourself Mm -hmm. to just see for yourself that you are who you are because that's really what it is. It's like you you are that. You were made for that. But it's like you have to prove it to yourself. Like I right. am this person. And also like putting in the like quarantine, just being locked in the house definitely helped me grow as a painter. Just having to sit down and think about what I want my life to look like. Um, and what work would that require? Like, I think mm. a lot of times people make vision boards and look, okay, I put it up. All right, universe, I set my intention. But <laughs> the work has to be done. Like they say, uh, prayer without, what do they say? Faith without work is dead. Yep. Something like that. Um, something so like I, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a heavy believer. Okay, I prayed, I set my intentions. Now, what can I do? What's in my control to get from point A to point B? So I'm a definite list maker, um, vision board maker, um, always something. I'm always looking for the. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And like, uh, I absolutely agree with that. That's fantastic advice. Because even <laughs> I, <laughs> like I'm, I'm a journaler, like I would like to get into the vision boards, but that's still a newer concept to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a I'm a journaler. So I'll write out and I'll daydream and I'll like meditate and like vision, have the visions or whatever. But like in the midst of that, like that's where the process comes from. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't stop there. It's just like, okay, what can I do? And then do that work. Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's when you leave it and you give it to God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just like, like, you know, God couldn't have told Noah to build an ark. And then he'd be like, okay, God, I'm dreaming of an arc and what it'll look like, but not build the arc. Right. 
you got to build the arc and then let it go. Like, you know, you, then you let it go. But you, you have to actually do the work behind it to actually see it into fruition. You can't just dream it, want it. It's like, it's dream it, want it, do it. You have to do it and right. then let it come. And have and have faith when you're in the midst of doing it, because it like sometimes it's 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 not like a quick result either. Like it takes time, and in that midst of doing it, that's when you learn things, like learn different ways how to like sell yourself or sell your things or new techniques to make your product better and all that kind of stuff. No, definitely, and I don't know. It's so rewarding to, to see like why I really came up with this in my mind. And now here I am having conversations with people about it, actually making money off this daydream. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's such a rewarding feeling um, to know that your idea was worth all the gas you put into it. So uh-huh. that's something I experienced last night at my show. Um, I put out a brand new print from a painting I finished on Tuesday. And just to see gravitate towards it and Ooh, ask okay. questions about it I was like am I being punked right now <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a dream come true what was the piece called um so it's my new piece called plant shop it is on ground and I'll also be doing a show this winter at my school um St. Louis Missouri. oh goodness University of St. Louis, Missouri. There we go. Yeah. Uh, usually I just say <laughs> but, um, Yeah, so that show is coming up. It's a really large piece. It's on a large piece of wood. The piece of wood is like six feet tall. Like six by three. Um, and I just finished it. And so for people to react the way they reacted to it is really exciting. Yeah, I think I saw it when you... uh posted it i think i think i did and it is beautiful thank (laughs) you thank you what inspired it um i would say just like the scene and trying to keep like lively things in my life while the season's changing like you know how st louis can be in the cold Mm -hmm. desolate you don't want to get up you want to stay in your bed um so with the painting i'm like let me make this we want to wake up and do and add a lot of plants and uh, my mom actually likes plants my grandma had a green thumb a black woman in the plant shop um so i could see myself doing a series uh-huh. um this spring just going to shops um and taking pictures with people's permission of course um taking photos of black women in the plant shop just like recreating that um, just like you were saying, just positive images, positive forms. I love that. I love that. Are there any um, like artists that you draw from or like artists that inspire you um, even in the creation of your art or just in general? Um, I would say in general, my growing up was Frida Kahlo. I just Ooh. thought she was a total badass. Um, <laughs> she was gender fluid, so she definitely cross-dressed male to female, female to male. She had many lovers. She 
class art show on her deathbed. So I just thought that um, she was a total icon and like painting her pain and like keeping the good, the bad and the ugly in her beautiful paintings and speaking about her and her experience. Um, so I would say growing up, definitely her. And then another artist, Salvador Dali. Um, mm-hmm. like a really uh, experimental artist. He does the painting with the I'm sure uh, you've seen uh-huh. it. Um, but yeah, just looking into his work and how hard these artists back in the day. Um, uh-huh. And just tying that into what I do and just continues to them for inspiration. So That's those awesome. are my top two. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, cool. That's uh that's really dope. I'm really happy to hear that you're like um doing amazing things, especially in the art world in, in the art world, because your stuff is amazing. And like Thank you. Yeah, definitely just, you know, putting it out there because like you know, a lot of times people do amazing things that people should see, but they don't see because we fear. I don't, don't want to say it like we fear a lot of things. It's not it's not even a, a way to really nail what we fear. We just fear a lot of things that we get scared to put that kind of stuff out there and mm-hmm. being able to like push through. It's just like that. That's the thing that makes people successful. You know, because even those famous uh, painters and artists, I'm sure at some point in time, go through, you know, similar feelings and things that, you know, we go through, like, you know, being afraid to put our stuff out there and then getting getting through it and, you know, being like well known throughout the world for centuries and times to come. And like, that's how we get there. Like, we're we're capable of doing those things, too. It's just a matter of believing Right, right. I like to think that, like, when I go into different galleries, I'm like, okay, you keep on working hard, this can be you. Mm-hmm. Like, when I read about other artists, I'm like, okay, what are they going to do if you continue to work hard? Like, what's what's your name going to be? Exactly. So, kind of exactly. like always envisioning myself um, in a better place, like, knowing I can grow. So... Yeah, other artists and connecting with other artists really inspires me as well. Like last night at the show, I got to meet on St. Louis and connect with them and get their socials. And some of them were planning on doing collabs. So community love really helps me and inspires me as well. Like you never know who else in the community the hand or just inspiration yeah absolutely and it's amazing to see how many people are like working together now to just like getting together like people are understanding the importance of just like networking and putting your stuff out there and like let's really work together to get this because we already know like what it's like to have this experience and be you know mm-hmm. wanting alone to- yeah Wanting to yeah. go through this experience with other people, soul tribes. Ooh, no, definitely, definitely. 
that soul tribe because I feel like the way patriarchy and just capitalism wants you to live is like, okay, you have to do all this by yourself, work a nine to five, all right, and now you're too tired to do your passion. But <laughs> if you yeah. you you walk and create a safe space and get a studio space to talk about these ideas you write down in your journal and work together to get that end goal. Um, so I definitely appreciate my community and definitely would not be where I am without them. Um, so I'm definitely appreciative to St. Louis. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, so uh, let's kind of fishtail into you teaching as well. Uh, I know I got it from our uh, pre-conversation a little bit that you're also passionate about teaching as well. So how did you get into um, teaching? Um, to put it simple, I just applied. <laughs> <laughs> I just applied. Um, I went to school for art education and then I switched it to just regular studio art. Um, so I looked up this program called KIPP and my friend's boyfriend works there. So he was like, I love it. The art teacher really, really bad. Um, so I just applied. And it's going well so far. Um, had some lesson plans, making more, and kind of just listening to the kids on what they want to create. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going far. Um, I work in the inner city, so a lot of these kids haven't had an art program in years. So mm-hmm. we're going over things like the color wheel, going over what a still life is, working on making portraits and kind of just giving them the process of trial and error. Um, a lot of kids now have coloring books at home. Like I'm a nineties mm. kid. That's so weird to me. That <laughs> yeah. Some kids nowadays don't even have coloring books, markers, anything, you know, to get creative with. Yeah. Um, so definitely with kids, they need more healthy ways to express themselves and teaching is how I do my part with that. Um, and I have moments when, you know, they're proud of themselves. They want to show everybody around the room. Um, that kids deserve to have trial and error, even if they don't even want to be artists, just, um, for what's inside of them and just being able to express themselves in healthy ways is something I'm really passionate about oh I like that you said that I like that you said that it's something that I actually find that's very important too um I'm still trying to figure out my own way to like make an impact uh in that world but I I I do think that uh in certain communities we don't highlight creative outlets enough um, no, seriously yeah and it's just like you know we think uh we get a narrative kind of like pushed up 
pushed off on us like you know like oh you gotta go to college oh you gotta you know you gotta know what you want to be like you know you gotta you gotta get a good job and like even when you're in school like you kind of like are basing the careers that you want to do based off job prospects and how much money that you want to make and Mm -hmm. how smart that you think you are and what you think you can handle and what you can't but um really not I person this is just my own personal opinion I feel like it's more important to stress passion uh, than it is something specific. Like, I think like, you know, if you're meant to be an artist, you're meant to be an artist. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't discourage, you know, if you're meant to be mm-hmm. an athlete, be an athlete. If you're meant to be a scientist, be a scientist, but pick something that you are thoroughly passionate about. So that way, you don't have to waste time doing something that you don't care about. No, so true. Um, when I was a little girl, I used to watch Oprah with my grandma. And I remember, every day you work a job you don't like, you're slowly killing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was just like, dang, like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> dang, like, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure this is grade after school so when she <laughs> said that yeah. I was like dang I'm killing myself oh my gosh like <laughs> right yeah yeah so, I don't want um, to hurt myself yeah <laughs> right so I'm just like oh my gosh I grow up my career has to be fun like because I don't want to kill myself and I don't want to you know yeah. hate hate when to my job like granted I do wake up really really early so I hate that part but other than that once I see my kids you know they're running to the school we're giving them hugs we're giving them that community love that they need and um just pop (coughs) um once we get in the groove of that I forgot how even early it is and you know when I'm smiling I'm happy with you know, how the kids feel about their work and how they feel about themselves and just really pouring in that positivity that they often don't see down in the city. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say I'm living longer because I'm actually <laughs> happy with, you know, the kids and, you know, behavior that gets in the way. But um, there's definitely more reward. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, what's it like to, uh, like, I guess the way to put it, because it sounds like you work with kids that don't really have too much experience with art. So do you have that moment of just like when a kid is doing art and then they discover like, Hey, I'm actually good at this. Yeah. Okay. So they don't tell me they like my classroom. I have to hear <laughs> it from other teachers uh-huh. when they're in the classroom, they complain a lot. They're like, oh, my Jordans, my, I can't get this dirty. I can't do this dirty. And then halfway through the class, it got paint up their uniform, and they don't even care anymore. They're just having fun. So uh-huh. kind of just seeing that aha moment and like seeing, you know, forget about their expectations of the world and just enjoying materials and exploring what they do for them. Um so yeah, I definitely don't hear it out their mouths that they like art class, but I see it 
and that's all I need. Yeah, yeah, because it like finding something creative, like creative outlets. The the thing that I'm learning to enjoy because I just got back into it. Like mm-hmm. I like even this, like this in itself is a way for me to get my creativity out. Like I said, journaling is another way that I do it. Uh, but like finding different ways. I know people that do art, people that do music, you know, all types of stuff. There are a lot of ways to get out your emotions and feelings and everything in like a creative way. But the mm-hmm. part that I find enjoying about it is that when I'm doing something like that, I completely like zone out and nothing yes. Nothing matters. Like, even if I was angry, I could be like, I don't know, I'm a cancer, I'm a ball of emotions. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) so, like, I could be like frustrated, crying, mad, whatever. I start writing, and like 30 minutes later, all of those things that I felt don't even matter anymore. And I've like written a deep little story or something, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like you get lost in it. And, like, you can release all... It's, like, a release. And you feel better when it's over. Definitely. Like, you need to transmute your emotions in healthy ways. And I feel like now, media, you know, kids are watching Backgirls Club. And, like, okay, I can just beat somebody up. And that'll be the day. Like, no, that's not positive And... You didn't see it, but that person has a restraining order against them. Right. Let's figure out right. how to do this in a positive way. Um, like half the time, it isn't even about what you create. The feelings that you feel and expressing that. So yeah. even if it's a negative, is it negative if you're over that hump? You know, is it negative if you just needed to clear out that blockage today? So that's something I work on with the kids. Like, just paint how you feel. It doesn't even have to be here. It can just be abstract colors. Um, So that's definitely something I enjoy, just seeing them generally mellow out and, you know, just forget about all their problems. because kids do go through a lot. Like mm-hmm. kids go through a lot and they don't even have the vocabulary to express what they're even going through. Yeah. So having a journal to write in or just having a teacher they know they can talk to. They know they're not gonna get kicked out of this room because it's so um just being that safe space for them and letting them know like this way that you're your emotions is not healthy <laughs> Let's right yeah. figure out how we can switch this to yeah yeah and and that's really what I'm getting to because it's just like we we need to highlight more healthy ways to deal with our emotions and like not only for kids but for adults too people are dying so young like you said like no one wants to cope with just drinking and drugs you know that'll take a toll on your body like look to your community see if there's people you can talk to see if there's an open mic night you can write or you know spit that poem that 
you wrote when you were in a dark place, you know, see ways your community can help you because mm-hmm. there's always someone who has open space, whether it's even just a hug, like just reach out to your community. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of ways. Like I think sometimes that I think sometimes we just don't realize how many options that we have to get ourselves out of a situation because we are hyper-focused on the current situation Mm -hmm. that we want to get out of. Exactly. Yes. So it's hard to think of like, how am I going to get out of this situation? You know, like what am I going to do next? What is the way out? It's just like you, you have to get yourself to a space where you're like calm enough. And I think that's like one of the, the, one of the things that makes transmutation important and like for those who don't know what transmutation means all it really means is and I have never had to define this so if I'm wrong please feel free to correct me but my interpretation of transmutation is that you've taken a feeling that you're feeling in the moment and like working yourself through it to like calm down you might not have necessarily dealt with that emotion you could you could maybe you did maybe you didn't but it's taking that strong emotion that you're feeling in a current moment and turning it into something else, turning mm-hmm. it into like a form of creativity or like peacefulness or calmness. Yeah, I'd say that was right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like learning how to learning how to do that. So when you hit that state of calmness, you can like actually think about like, all right, so how do I? how do I deal with this? How do I get myself up out of here? How do I get myself away from this feeling? What are the options? Yeah. And just being able to reflect like, oh, time I feel this way. I can navigate it in this way. That way I'm not, you know, rotating those negative thoughts. Right. Yeah. Because I, I know that's something I can do. It's like kind of ruminate on, you know, what's really bothering finding the solution I think through art like just being able to be alone and take that slow down time myself and just enjoy messing with you know manipulating the paint it is kind of therapeutic like mm-hmm. a lot calmer <laughs> as a teacher um, mm-hmm. just because you know I, I am almost every day um, just taking the time to myself and reflecting. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so helpful. It's just like it's really a matter of like what you choose to spend your time, like fill your day up with. It's just like okay, mm-hmm. like am I gonna watch my watch TV all day, or am I gonna do something that makes me feel good? Am I gonna do something that makes me feel happy? Like, am I going to deal with my emotions? Am I going to, like, smoke it away? Or am I going to go, like, color in a coloring book? Or, you know, go play some music or listen to music or whatever. Just finding something to be like, all right, let me uh, let me get up out of this feeling real quick so I can <laughs> go back to functioning. So I can go back to functioning. Because, like, you know, I'm the t- I will shut down. Like, in the past, like, I could have shut down for years off of things. Like, when in hindsight, after you dealt with them, it's just like, actually, I could have probably dealt with that feeling in about a day. Mm-hmm. But all right. <laughs> but all right. You live and you no, learn. It's definitely a learning process. Like, I've definitely 
times it's like okay you could have did better <laughs> you, <laughs> you now you know better than that yeah but you know it's it's really yeah. just a process so just sharing those healthy tips with the kids <clears throat> and just being there to be someone to talk to because mm-hmm. I find like no shade to the parent do find that sometimes they're so stressed out already with all they have to do through the school day by the time their kids they're like okay get up in bed all right Mm -hmm. let's get ready for tomorrow but it's like you have to take that time to have a conversation see where their heart space is at you know what if something happened and they need to talk to you about it yeah yeah, it's it's so it's so tricky, you know, it's so tricky. Like I I'm low key glad I don't really have kids right now. Not saying that I don't ever want them, but like mm, like to be a parent is really like it's some work. Like, you it's know, a like full-time be, job. it's a full time job on top of like the full time job that you already have. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of work, you know, and I know like sometimes because it's it's almost like I get it how you can come home and like not want to be bothered, but it's just like you can't though. Exactly. You can't. Your little person needs you. Yeah, cuz it's a little person. It it's it's genuinely a little person. It's a little human that's forming thoughts and thought patterns and all of, you know, right now. And it's just like what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. no totally I'm teaching up. I won't be ready for kids for a long while <laughs> only because of you know how much time and dedication and everything you need to put into them like I definitely don't want to raise an iPad baby I definitely <laughs> want my child you know to look into themselves and see what they're into do you mm-hmm. like pottery? Do you like sports? Are we going sledding today? Yeah. I don't know. They definitely require a lot more attention and care than what I do for my plants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to stick with the plants for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So do you think um, in areas like that, because it sounds like... Uh, like art is a place where kids die because like even when I think about my own experiences like honestly the elective classes are where you light up or at least that was the case for me like when I was growing up it was just like my favorite classes were like art band um I wasn't really a fan of gym it was yeah it was (laughs) art band you know what I'm saying art band maybe a splash of choir but I was like an artsy kid so I enjoyed that and it's just like you think about it and it's just because it's just like I'm learning a craft I'm learning something that's fun like yeah you got math you got reading well reading would be kind of fun too but I'm just like that but like you know it's just like finding your finding your thing in in the electives and do you think kids now like with them like pulling some of the electives from school like when they go to places where they actually have it are they more receptive to those types of things yeah the kids are receptive like I know for sure kids who don't even have my class are still in my class just because (laughs) Miss Obi can we come just see what you got going on can we see the new art project so 
<clears throat> I would say my class is definitely a hit. Like I said, people who aren't even in there are asking their teachers when they have it. So I love to see them, like you said, just enjoy something different. Like I said, a lot of these kids don't even have art supplies at home. So just for them to get more art supplies and to be able to take, um, you know, their project home. And, you know, they don't even have any, you know, homemade art in their home. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is their first, their parents' first time even seeing kid is actually pretty good at drawing and painting right. so just just being that, that it's like no right or wrong way as long as you're putting in the effort you know you got an A with me I know I was terrible at math so a lot of times <laughs> you're being told like you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong in art you're all as long as you're putting in the effort and actually doing it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with my roots, I don't say, oh my gosh, that doesn't look like Picasso. You got an F. Like, no. <laughs> it's, more so, it's more so like compared to, oh my gosh, you couldn't even paint all the edges of your picture. And now uh-huh. you are making two images instead of and you are just going above and beyond. Yeah. So Just being able to tell kids, like, hey, you're not actually good at this. And just, you know, seeing them grow in confidence and just overall happiness in general. I love. So, so rewarding. I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I find, like, uh, so interesting. Like, I would be, like like low-key one of my like secret passions is just like one day to be able to like find a way to like fill the gaps especially like in inner cities and places where you know um kids don't have access to the things that kids in other places would have access to mm-hmm. you know like to think of a, a a child in the inner city with like access to not only like okay like let's get you art classes, let's get you robotics, let's get you, um, you know, some sports that the schools, you know, some sports other than basketball or football, like, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's get you um, into pottery or something, or like, at least give you the opportunity to be exposed to something that you otherwise would not have been exposed to mm-hmm. and hopefully find a spark in you that you can take and run with whether it be something that you turn into a passion or like a career or something that you even just use as a hobby to learn how to transmute and deal with your emotions in a healthy way because I yeah. think that that's what's getting pulled out when you pull out electives from school like you pulling out like you know what I'm saying? You're pulling out like the the things that we as people could really use to be like strong, stable people mm-hmm. in a functioning society. Like, yeah, of course you need the math, the science, the whatever, whatever. But like, even in my high school, like the only electives that you could really pick were like the regulars, like uh, what's it called? Uh, gym, gym, health. Spanish 
I, I think that's it. I don't I don't think it was too much more than that. <laughs> like, Spanish is hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're not even giving me no other languages. Like, you know, like maybe give me like French or something. Like give like what other languages are used that we can uh benefit from? Like give me something that will actually help me as a person. Like let's invest in a way to like actually make school work for everybody, not just a particular demographic that you're trying to get ready for college. Mm-hmm. right right because college may not be the path for some some of them may want to go to trade school some yeah. of them may want to be a rapper some of them may, may want to I don't know America I, I do not know exactly tell you what these kids are a lot smarter than what they get credit for yeah and to continue to pour into them yeah um, I've realized adults they already got their mind made up they already got their limitations. Yep. They already decided what what's going to work for them. And they're yep. very stubborn. So I'm like, okay, let me just focus on the kids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, that reminds me of another host that we got uh, have on sometimes. Her name is uh, Kay. And she works with kids too. And it's mm-hmm. very, it's, it's like, we gonna, we gonna work on these kids because y'all, y'all just, y'all just yalling out here. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And that's like a big part of the reason why I do what I do because like, you'll, you, the, I don't want people to be misled. Like, you know, everybody ain't out here doing the same thing. Like if you look around and your, your bubble, and everybody is doing the same thing. Like, yeah, sure. Like, maybe everybody is stuck in their ways in a bubble that you put yourself in. Maybe, mm-hmm. in your, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe maybe if all that you watch on TV is love and hip-hop and Bad Girls Club and, you know, Jocelyn's Cabaret and you got that in rotation, maybe it does look like uh, the world is about, like, fast girls and money and drugs and all this. Is But it's not. Like, the world is so much bigger than the bubble. No, seriously, so much more. And also, like, just telling kids, like, you can create whatever you want. Like, teaching them about other artists. Like, this person literally invented an art movement. Okay, you may not like you're going to invent in your exactly. life. Like, what are you going to do to change the world around you? And just empowering them capable of that. Yeah. And that it's okay to be authentic as well. Mm-hmm. Because like some things, like, you know what I'm saying? Some things, especially like when you're when you you are a kid and you, you know, grow up in certain places, it's like, oh, I can't do this because this is weird. People are gonna think that I'm weird. People mm-hmm. are gonna think that I'm different. And then it's just like, who's the person that's gonna champion? Like, you know, it's actually okay to be different. Like, it's actually okay to be different. Go ahead and be authentic because I promise you it's gonna work out better than any other thing that you're gonna try to do. No, exactly, exactly. And also, like, just letting them know, like, their ideas are important. Mm -hmm. Like, actually, you are the smartest person in the room. It's not, you know, just because you're Black doesn't mean you can't, the most intelligent person in the room and that being intelligent is cool mm-hmm. so it's kind of like switching that narrative some of our babies because we definitely do have geniuses yeah like, 
you've seen all that black people can create continue to you know pour into our kids and let them know their ideas are important who knows what the world could look like by 2030 so that hopeful viewpoint like i said focusing on the kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um (laughs) just focusing on keeping the light in their eyes and Focusing on, you know, keeping them kids, letting them know, like, you have enough time to grow up. Enjoy, enjoy, you know, having no responsibilities right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because we want to <laughs> grow up fast, but, like, you, you get to a certain point and it's just like, why? Why did yeah. I want that? I want to do all of the things that you get to do for free. Like, no, that's what real. I want to do. <laughs> so true. Like, telling them not to grow up too fast and just to enjoy, enjoy what they enjoy being a little kid running around for Spirit Week. We just had homecoming. Um, so we <laughs> have like all these different weird spirit days and, you know, uh, just enjoy being in a fun, goofy mood. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you only get one time to be a kid. Once you grow up, yeah, you you grown. Once you get like twenty years to be like a kid, not even twenty, like depending on where you come from, you got like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. like. And what if you live to eighty? That's only like, come on now, like <laughs> come on now, that's right. only twenty five percent, like. And also, kind of like what you were saying about passion, like if to their passion they will be able to find the jobs that work for them and Uh don't feel like a job. Like for me, my job does not feel like a job. My job feels like, I don't even know. It feels like (laughs) a Dr. Seuss book. I don't even know. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen when you get in that classroom. Just showing kids my light in that, I love working with them and they can find a job, you know, that doesn't stress them out. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Like fun story. I don't think I've ever said this before, but like when I was in high school, I went to a trade high school. So I learned how to draft Mm -hmm. in high school, but I didn't think that I was going to do anything with it because like I hadn't heard the narrative of like, you can take this trade and just go start your life. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize that. So I went to college and I like struggled, ended up like dropping or whatever. Mm-hmm. And long story short, once I went to Texas, now I drive. But like when I was learning how to draft, even in high school, the part that I enjoyed is that it was something about drafting where if you told me what I needed to draw, I do that. Like I do that drawing and I'm like out of there. Like it's like I'm I'm gone for like two hours making a drawing. Like I t- mm-hmm. I'm having fun. Like even if what I'm drawing is not fun, I'm having fun trying to figure out how to draw it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm having a good time. So like now that I'm draft, like now that that's this is what I do. I'm like yo, like I get I draw. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I draw all mm-hmm. day. So. 
Like, even if I don't even like what I'm drawing, like, it's cool. I get to draw all day. So it's just like, this is fun. Like, it's not, it's not that bad, honestly. <laughs> and like, I can do something like this because I have the freedom. Like, my job is something that doesn't stress me out. I do my job while I'm at my job and I come home and now I have like this time. I'm not like stressed about like this thing or the next thing or like ooh such and such pissed me off and like all this kind of stuff like nah like the job is fine the job is cool and now I have this time and this energy to do other things like it that make me feel good yeah yeah just living a life of joy is just my main priority right yeah and if I can teach the babies how to do it I will definitely do that by any means somebody gotta do it I mean, I'm I'm a very existential person, so <laughs> I'm like, let me do my part where I can. Look, okay, and that's just all we need, and that's that's what makes the world better a little bit more every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, I'm not gonna take up too much of your time. I definitely enjoy having you on today. Thank you. I think this definitely went well. So to continue to support your podcast and get to know more of your guests yeah i appreciate it and if you if at any time you want to come back promote anything or just like come on and talk feel free you are always welcome um do you want to let the people know where to find you on social media so they can follow you and see all your cool art yes so um my name is on facebook from there, you should see my business page scrolling on down. Um, and then my Instagram is Ngozi the Flower. So that's capital N G a zero I the flower. And that's my business page, my TikTok, my Instagram, my everything. And you will see me, uh, my kids' art projects sometimes, and then my personal artwork as well. Dope, dope, dope. Definitely make sure you go follow her, especially if you want to see some really cool art. I'm just saying. If you're looking for me, <laughs> you can find me at MarissaY17 on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter when I feel like it, but I never feel like it. And Marissa Yarbrough on Facebook. And if you're looking for the Thinker versus Speaker pages, you can follow us at Thinker versus Speaker on YouTube, Instagram, and Thinker versus Speaker official on TikTok. Um, yeah, if y'all want to hear anybody else, y'all know anybody else that y'all want to hear me talk to, definitely make sure that y'all hit me up, let me know, give me a contact, put me on. If y'all have any more questions that y'all want to ask, definitely like drop them in the comments. I can see if I can get them asked, answered for y'all. And you know, I think that's all I got. Olivia, you got anything else for the people before we get out of here? Uh, that's all I have. Thank you for having me here once again. It's no problem. All right. On that note, um, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank Olivia. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. No problem. You have a wonderful day or evening. All right. You too. <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Bye.